1: I'm Richie Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, the podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things.
0: I've been on holiday and um, I came back for... Lots of nice things happened on holiday. It was a genuinely good holiday. And, um, mm. But I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going <laughs> to tell you about the fact that I've, I'm now, as I speak to you, I'm sitting in, in my parents' house... Because I'm mm. I'm staying in the West Country this week doing some shoots for the, the YouTube channel. Mm. Going for little walks with my dad. And I went for a walk yesterday uh in a place which used to be a shithole, and it's not now. It <laughs> seems to be really good. And we we were that
1: was, uh, was, was that by Madonna. This used to be a shithole. That was one of her songs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the thing that that we're still talking about in almost disbelief was the fact that we were there's an old there's an old sort of mining train trail um from the the harbour of this little seaside town and we could we wanted to go on it and while well, the weather was good and it goes under a steam train track, but we couldn't find mm. the start of it we knew we were nearby and we went down a couple of little back roads back streets right next to the the harbour. And there was a guy, I mean, I, 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 I sort of clocked it and did an eyebrow raise to my dad. There was a guy washing his car with um, a normal hosepipe. Bearing in mind, it was the hottest day of the year. He was, he was washing mm. it in the mid-afternoon, so the time when you probably shouldn't. Yeah. With a hosepipe in one hand, and in the other hand, it was, you know, a dustpan and brush? The brush yeah. of the dustpan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was washing his car, a Hyundai i10. With uh-huh. the brush of the dustpan and brush and a hose, <laughs> and and he looked like he sort of looked like a mixture between someone from the summer of summer of love and a pirate, mm. um, <laughs> and was wearing um, denim denim cut off um, shorts, which I wouldn't mind so much if it was a boiling hot day, but as he turned round to. Um, To hose the back of the car as we were sort of walking past him, trying to work out where we were going, I realised that Mm. one of the pockets had been completely torn off, and basically (laughs) half of the back of the shorts was missing, and he just (laughs) saw bare ass, bare (laughs) ass. This sounds like a dream. Oh, it was just it was just so good. And the problem was is we lingered a bit too long because we were at this point where we thought that the the start of this walking trail was and he he noticed that we were lingering and he came over and he said, "Are you lost?" And I, and I said, "Oh, I'm looking for I'm looking for the mineral line walk." And he said, "Oh, yes, of course." And he was really well spoken, but yet he looked like a sort of a piratey Summer of 69 type. And and he said, "Oh no, you've got to go round just round where I'm washing the car and go straight down. You can't miss it; It's all there." And then, but he had the arse completely torn out of the, <laughs> his shorts. Was he? Was he wearing? What was he wearing on his top half? Nothing. But he but was he, shirtless. Yeah, but he had, um, he had <laughs> a he had a neck. <laughs> he had a necklace with a couple of look sort of unprecious polished stones. Unprecious. <laughs> uh, <breasts. laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean.
1: I, don't, I mean, I don't, there's a lot to unpack. There then, is, there is I so suppose. much
0: to unpack. It was amazing. He was so he was wearing, he, f- he had sort of long hair in a ponytail, quite mm. sort of hippie, but but very well mm. spoken, mm. very tanned. Like my dad, that was mm. the first thing my dad noticed. He was like, "Bloody hell, he's you know he's not used cream for a long time," and um, um, barefoot, barefoot as well. Yeah, barefoot, of washing yeah, this yeah. Hyundai i10. And I thought, well done, he's he's taking a bit of pride in it. But then I realised, in the other hand, was the brush (laughs) from a dustpan and brush.
1: (laughs) They can be quite coarse, those as well. They can be really coarse. So really what he was doing was just sort of wetting his car and then brushing the water away again. Yeah, because the car was... probably brushing little bits of paint away with it. Well,
0: the car was instantly steaming because it was that hot part of the day. So it was the wrong time, really. I think he was probably swishing seagull shit off it because there's an awful lot of seagull tut hanging around. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was the start of this little walk that we had and I thoroughly enjoyed it. We've been chuckling about it ever since. Just yeah. uh, We were trying to work out does he know that, that like, most of the back of the shorts are missing? And my dad was like, he's got to know. He must know. He wasn't wearing any underwear but also he thinks that the bloke went to put them on in the morning and you know if you sort of, you haven't, maybe you haven't, aligned your toes properly as you push through the leg and you're in a rush or oh, you haven't yeah. cut your toenails properly yeah. and he, I think he smashed out the back um smashed out the back pocket of his own shorts and then just gone oh bollocks I don't care and then just put them <laughs> put them on just gone but he's
1: him. I mean he's the embodiment of the expression kicked the arse out of it though he,
0: yeah he actually he kicked he the has, arse has, out has, of his own shorts he, and then just went ahead he's done that Was he gristly thin? He was quite thin, yeah. Mm. And we were trying to work out whether he was a seaman or whether he was someone that just lived near the harbour and enjoyed the the hustle and bustle and the the seaside town life, but wasn't actually a a sea dweller. Not dweller. You don't yeah. live in the... Fairer. You're fairer. You know what I, mean. You're yeah. you know what I <laughs> no. mean. Fish. Yeah. Fish are yeah. sea dwellers. Yeah. I think and, um, human
1: beings generally not so much.
0: Well, actually, and the town he lives in is called Watch It, which years ago... Is it? Yeah, years ago, we used to call it... <laughs> we used to call it What, Comma, it. Shit? Question mark. Because ah. it used to be an absolute hovel. But weirdly, it's suddenly become amazing. Ah. So big shout out to the gentrification and the... Um, it's incredible attention to detail and as artes- artisanal bread available on the on the harbour side of Watch It because trust mm. me when I was a student and a kid it was not like that. I actually fell asleep mm. on the bus and overshot the junction I needed to get off to come home once from my one of my first Saturday jobs. And I ended up in Watch It and I got out the bus in a bit of a panic and called my my brother from a payphone who was at home mm. this is this age is this conversation doesn't it and mm. I, I was in a bit of a panic and I said Greg I'm, I'm I've I've fallen asleep on the bus and I'm in watch it he went watch it he said the only people that are there are drunks and whores what are you doing <laughs> so he came and fetched me but um so yeah for your own safety yeah although it, it wasn't I don't think it was a dangerous place but it was a place for mm. Pickled sailors and maybe maybe ladies of the night. I don't know. But is it
1: a fishing
0: port? It was, then? but it was also um, had a big paper mill and a um, and this mineral line that our, that we were walking along as was, which I think was in the early eighteen hundreds. So that you used to get iron ore from the f- um, from the top of the, the hills. Uh, that was uh, they dug a they basically dug a bit of a coom out of this big um hill which was a line which was cable driven uh trucks they used to fill with iron ore then take hmm. them down the hill to the harbour side load boats with iron ore take it over to south wales and i believe they used to bring back um coal from oh, okay yeah. so there was a bit of a trade thing going on but and then there was a hustling hustle bustling um yeah paper mill which has been there for 200 years and sadly it shut down seven years ago finally and um the building's still there and stuff but it's all (coughs) probably going to become second homes for people from surrey but i don't know we'll see um but yeah the place was awesome Really good. I, I mean,
1: you're you're selling it. You're selling it. Anyone who's looking for somewhere to go on holiday this summer and wants to see a, <laughs> a, guy, a man's buttock uh, while he brushes water off an Hyundai i10, um,
0: yeah. that's the place to go. Or Hyundai, as, as um, people get angry with me for not saying, apparently. But Do they? Yeah, I get it a lot on, on YouTube. If I review a Hyundai and I say Hyundai... Especially Americans get caught They say it's, it's it Hyundai.
1: Hyundai. Yeah. See, I, I find, but Americans. I have. I remember. This. I wrote a column about it. I borrowed a Hyundai Genesis Coupe, quite a nice car. Yeah. And um, people admired it. They were quite new at the time, and so it attracted a bit of attention. But I found Americans, depending on who you're talking to, would say Hyundai in, in a variety of ways. Hyundai, and Hyundai, and Hyundai? Hyundai. Yeah, lots of lots of very, roamed about. Humdinger.
0: Well, I, 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 the way I see it is the PR manager of Hyundai UK says Hyundai. Ah. That so the company pays him to represent mm. the company, and he says Hyundai. So I'm going to go with Hyundai.
1: This reminds me of when the PR f- people from Dacia got in touch with us at Top Gear because we started making a bit of a joke about the Dacia Sandero and went, uh, thanks for mentioning us all the time on your programme, but it's actually Dacia. That's right. And and we were like, it's a bit late now. Yeah. We can't start saying it differently. It will spoil the joke. So unfortunately, your company is now called Dacia because…
0: We said so.
1: …more yeah, because we said so.
0: <laughs> well, basically, Top Gear had such power then you could just go because we said
1: so. Well, it was a bit like that. It, I mean, it, it, sort of unspoken, but that if we, yeah, if we say it's pronounced dog shit, that's what your company's going to be called because <laughs> we, we are getting more viewers than than your adverts, which actually they were just before before Dacia slash Dacia came to Britain anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, but it is Dacia. I know it it's Dacia, but that's the local... It's, it's, it's that difficult thing, isn't it? Because Dacia is how a Romanian person would say it, but you have to allow for sort of sometimes localised pronunciations and, you know, people in this country don't say, oh, I'm just going for a weekend break in Paris because that would sound pretentious. <laughs> well, that's, so we're allowed to say Paris because that's the English pronunciation of it.
0: That's what I'd like to, to say, though, ideally.
1: What right. you'd like to say, Paris.
0: Yeah. The uh, and. The, uh, before I forget, while I'm while I've got things on m- on my mind about being at home, back at home for a while, mm. I'm borrowing a Kia Picanto base model. Oh yeah, and my dad is so impressed with it. Uh, he, I think he thinks it's like a thirty grand car, which is brilliant. <laughs> He's really, I'm really impressed with the, you know <laughs> the kit that you get as standard and the drivability. Mm. I mean, honestly, it drives really well. Mm, they do, don't they? Um, I borrowed one. Yeah, and we've been, I've been tooling around in that for a bit. And Dad, Why do you have this? That's a bit I have this because on the way back from holiday, the, my wife and the kids dropped me off here <clears throat> and went carried on home in the electric car that we took on holiday. Mm. But I, I'm mm. staying down here for a week doing a couple of shoots, so I needed another car, so I've I borrowed a, um, a Picanto. Uh-huh. I thought, I'll go. And also, it's narrow, Richard. And in Devon and, and Somerset, back lanes, mm. it's narrow. Mm. Yeah. And I realised this from when I was going on, when I was on holiday down in, in South Devon. There's no point in buying a wide car. We went to a pub, yeah. a, quite a sort of well-heeled seafood pub, I think it was, gastro-spec. And um, it looked like the owner of the pub, or maybe the person that lived next to the pub, had a two-door brand new defender v8 oh and the number plate was just red sound i don't know five (laughs) o u n d whatever yeah and it looked great it was satin finished, but i thought that thing's going to be like straked within 18 months both sides are going to need repainting because Mm. it's all so narrow around there like you just wouldn't bother so which made me think the ultimate cars in that area are those very narrow Japanese import vehicles or we've talked about it before the no longer on sale probably hasn't been for a while is it the Daihatsu Terios, which Yeah, yeah yeah which was a very narrow but capable 4x4
1: yes and they were narrow weren't they
0: or a Suzuki Ignis a Suzuki Ignis is a narrow vehicle Uh, Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, What else is narrow?
1: Panda. The Panda's still quite narrow. You can still get those. Panda 4x4 if you needed to go rural places. Saw Um, one of
0: those in like a forestry green getting flailed mm. around the back lanes. That was good.
1: Yeah. I'm intrigued by that Defender, the plate. Signed. Signed. Do you think that's either... That's someone who works in the music business, perhaps. And that's how they made their kind of Defender V8 money. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's a scouser who believes themselves to be an excellent person. Oh, yeah, it could be. <laughs> that's right. Sound.
0: A fundamentally um, good scouser with a sort of accurate barometer for life. I don't know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sound, sound, I actually quite like Sounds, that. Sound, mate. People used to say uh, sound all the time in the 90s. Yeah.
1: I loved it. Or by extension, sound as a pound. Sound as a pound, Do you yeah. That? Sounds as a pound. In fact,. I think there's one of the DJs on Piccadilly Radio. Manchester used to set all the time, but I think he used to even, embellish it even more. I think it was "sound as a pound that's found on the ground." You're joking. Which was used- probably overkill. I think.
0: Yeah, because you're not going to be able to pop that in at the end of every sentence, are you? That's just going It's not. It's not elegant. No, you need
1: to really sort of leverage <laughs> it in there. But I suppose if you're DJing on your own, you can do what you like. But, um,
0: <laughs> Pirate uh, yeah. radio bedroom <laughs> text us what you want to listen to kind of thing so, so you've
1: got you've got a base model picanto which your dad believes to be the Incredible. Mercedes S class of small keys
0: yeah he's really impressed with it and right rightly so but yeah I think he he's just astounded by the kit that you get on a car at entry level now mm. We we're talking things like I guess air conditioning electric windows DAB yeah blah 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 i was
1: talking about this with a mate yesterday a friend of ours came over and um he was saying oh i know what it was because it's been very hot and i said it's a good time for me to suddenly remember that my car's got cooled seats and um they're not they're not super powerful i think they're not as powerful as the ones you get now but they, they do the job they just take you know they, they kind of help to remove a bit of hot back syndrome a
0: bit of uh, a bit of stickiness yeah
1: But my mate was like, oh, I didn't realise, you know, because your car's quite old, relatively speaking. I didn't realise it would have cooled seats. And I was like, yeah, you could actually get them with cooled seats in the back, I think. Mine doesn't, but you could get that. And we were saying, it's like, there comes a point, particularly with luxury cars, when they are just desperately trying to think of extra stuff they can add... So they can create a hierarchy. Otherwise, it's just like you just oh, you have to do the Lexus LS model, where it's just like, look, it's got everything. Yeah, there's one model, it's got everything. Do you want it all? Stop or not? asking. But if yeah. if you want to do your hierarchy of SE, HSE, Autobiography as, as Land Rover do, then you've got to sort of put shit on there. And because if you look at the new Range Rover, because I had to review it a while back, and I. So I kind of genned up on the kit list. And the, uh, I was going, oh, bloody hell, it's an expensive car now. It's basically a 100 grand car, mm-hmm. basic.
0: Oh, but bet it is.
1: I bet it is. But actually, the the base model, in inverted commas, has got everything you'd want. A- anything else just seems sort of, you're just gilding the lily, you know. So they make a big deal out of having sort of nicer leather. But I don't imagine the leather in the in the bottom end one is crap so it better not be for a hundred thousand pounds so what what else you just you just garnish it's
0: needless box ticking mm. it's people that buy a so. 911 turbo s cabriolet with all the options and they haven't thought that maybe it looks like a bit of a glittery turd i think <laughs> well because it's just too busy it's just a chaotic yeah. looking car to me Yeah, <laughs> and you go it's the most expensive car but yeah it doesn't look as good and <laughs> you didn't need any of that. That's true. They are. They're, so, they're very hectic to look at. Oh, these guys! Oh it's gosh. just too much. Oh. It's just people that buy <laughs> designer much. clothes that actually look a bit shit, but because they're a thousand quid for a jumper, that's yeah. why they've bought it. If it was sixty quid for the same jumper, they wouldn't have bought it.
1: Yeah, that's a bloke I used to work with, who uh, who was a big designer label fan, but also had. Um, how, he just had crap taste, basically. Did he have his... one of
0: the one of the rear pockets from his shorts missing? He didn't, but no. it's the kind of thing he might have done. Right.
1: But he would walk in to the office, and he'd be wearing a, a sensationally horrible coat of some sort. <laughs> and someone would go,
0: what the bloody hell is
1: that? And he'd go, it's Armani. And that was his justification for it. His His immediate defence was two-pronged, actually. First of all, it would be the label that made it. Yeah. And if that failed, the amount that it cost. Oh, and the thing about it was, he was completely unembarrassed about sharing both of these things. I, you know, I'd, I'd be horrified uh, having to say either of those things. Um, and he well, was spent just spent
0: two grand on a really awful coat.
1: Yeah, but he'd like he'd wear he'd be wearing some really bizarre, like sort of cow cow print shoes or something. <laughs> and so I would go, <laughs> "What the bloody hell have you got on your feet?" And he'd go, "Patrick Cox." Like, no, but it doesn't matter whose they are. They're horrible. And you go, these cost 900 quid. And you'd just be like, neither of these things are the defence that you think they are, because what they're saying is you spent too much money on some shit.
0: Oh, I found a really good piss fister on that walk, uh, <laughs> like the old mineral <laughs> line, with my dad, actually. It's been a while since I've it's been a sort of father and son <laughs> Did piss Did you fister. say, Dad, this is a great piss fister. Do you know, my dad actually said it to me because he's a listener. Um, of course he's a listener of these things and so he he and he said in fact half the conversations we've had in the last 48 hours he's gone oh you're going to end up talking about that to Richard aren't you and I said well (laughs) got to talk about the got to talk about the Hyundai thing Um, and the other thing is is we, we were having a walk we were having a walk yesterday before dinner and uh, I said, oh, is that, is that, is that old um, Austin Cambridge still down that lane with a completely collapsed garage on it? And he went, oh, mm-hmm. he said, it was there two years ago. I haven't walked past that for probably two years. So we went for this walk to find it. Unfortunately, it wasn't there. But we did hmm. we did find a really tame fox that wouldn't move. So that what? was, yeah, it's a fox that we got really close to and it just didn't move. It was alive because we saw it moving before. They we... do
1: that though, don't they? Yeah. I remember once walking back from the pub in Crouch End, walking back past where you used to live actually, though I didn't know that at the time. And um, I saw this fox trotting into someone's like front gate. And then as I got closer to the house that it had gone into, it, it, it came out again and it froze. And I was only about four or five feet from it. Wow! And then I sort of edged closer and it didn't move. And I'd been to the pub, so I had a couple of pints, and I clearly wasn't sort of thinking I might get bitten by a fox here. So I was close enough, I thought, if I bent down, I could touch the fox. <laughs> so I started to slowly bend touch down to the touch fox. the fox, at which point the fox just very casually strolled away as if to go, Mm-mm, No, that's not me. happening. Don't touch the fox.
0: That's brilliant. You
1: never, never touch the fox. But I was he convinced. Knew you were I was drunk.
0: like, just, just.
1: I think so. I mean, he let's tell. be honest. A London fox. is not his first rodeo, is it? No. Oh. He's he, the the drunk is very much the friend of the urban fox, though, on account of dropping kebab meat and stuff.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Careless. Yeah. Um, Careless eater. <laughs> oh
1: my. my.
0: Um, but
1: but so you found a, a rural fox that was we found was a rural, bold. it was in the
0: middle of a freshly um, freshly harvested cornfield, and it was Aww. and it was playing it looked like it was sort of playing. I mean, it was beautiful. I even videoed my hands brushing through the heads of the corn that hadn't been cut yet, pretending to be a Somerset gladiator. but um we saw this we saw this fox. I'll send you the video. I'll send you this fox uh, and the the fox was awesome we the turns out the garage has been demolished because someone's um built a, a quite a lovely new house there actually so the the austin cambridge that's probably been in that garage since i was a, a tiny child is gone sad mm. face um but you you know you, you you can't you can't have it all can you um but on the way on on the walk we we, we encountered some really nice paths that my dad had found. Dad being old school, I have my phone with Google Maps. Dad had an ordnance survey foldable map. Brilliant. Keeping it. And Dad's map was absolutely true. And while we were doing it, he said, oh, yeah, since lockdown, I've been exploring some of the paths that I haven't walked for years all around, you know, within 10 miles of the house. And he said, I said, did they ever get overgrown? Because, you know, there's um, stinging nettles and stuff. And I was wearing shorts. He said, oh, yeah. But he Mm. said, "I, I I always carry secateurs with me. I said, what? <laughs> he said, well, I said, what? Well, hang on, are you, are you a vigilante path clearer? He went, well, you get these really vicious um, thorns, you know, uh, uh, brambles that hang over right on the eye line, and they can be quite dangerous. He said, I, ca- yeah. I, carry, I carry a pair of secateurs with me and I snip them back. And he said, and, and sometimes I'll carry, I'm thinking of carrying another blade with me as well. I said, Dad, you're basically tooling yourself <laughs> up to do country walks. Which I don't. Know. Is that actually <laughs> legal? I don't know. He's carrying a piece on some like national trust. I. That's tremendous. Yeah. though. that's top dadding. That is top dadding, isn't um, it?
1: He's, he's thinking ahead to take some secateurs with you on a walk. It's but great. he's
0: still got it. He's still got a penknife which he found on the Quantock Hills years ago, mm. that would have been dropped out of a um, a squaddy's Backpack because um, there's a there's an army base near us an, an army camp okay. a commando um, I don't mean people that don't wear underpants <laughs> you know what I mean um, although they, they <laughs> That's probably where that man was from. <laughs> That's exactly where that guy's from his his training is still helping him to this day. Um, but yeah, he found a, a military penknife and he picked it up and kept it and he's still got it like thirty years later. So if the the command the Royal Commandos are listening to this and they're like, We've been one penknife down since nineteen eighty seven, it's dad. <laughs> and he's still got it on, on a really nice piece of corded string that he hangs from his belt loop. That's Dad's back. I love it.
1: I think you've put your dad in in danger now. Yeah, I
0: I'm going to have to put him into That'll witness be. protection, which is why I've got the Kia Picanto, because I can place him anywhere in the country um, with a new Kia Picanto in a normal colour, and no one will Yeah,
1: do. and he'll have a nice life going. But Ooh, it's got air conditioning as standard.
0: That's right. And um, so, yeah, so vigilante path clearing. I don't know if this is a thing that um, listeners are aware of. Uh, it's probably a little bit more... Um, um, uh, Probably less frowned upon than vigilante car detailing, the thing we've talked about in the past. Yeah,
1: I'd say so. I think it. Well, I mean, it's, it's very, it's a very considerate thing to do as well. I'm, I'm impressed. It's you know, it's, it's for the greater good of everybody who wants to use that path. So that's nice. He probably
0: flicks any dogs' mess, any any um, disrespectful dog owners that let their dogs, you know, make a coil and then don't pick it <laughs> up afterwards. He probably mm. has a special stick that he flicks it off into the verge with just in case you know just in
1: case um you mentioned the hottest day of the year and you saw this gentleman with his exposed ass (laughs) brushing his car (laughs) yeah um on on that very hot day i saw a genial chap wearing a linen suit and a one of those hats like a sort of you know wide brimmed, light colored hat yeah he looked like the kind of man who would enjoy Jazz.
0: Oh definitely. And,
1: and I I just admire someone who's got I mean he basically looked a bit like the man from Del Monte in terms of the way he was dressed. You're Panama. But he was quite I guess so, yes. Yeah. The reason I bring this up is because he was in a car. Do you think you could guess what sort of car it was? Because XJ. obviously I saw. No, that's a good guess. Okay. That's right. He was driving a Subaru legacy estate.
0: Oh really? Okay. So I
1: thought. Slightly quirky choice, yeah, but very likable and and actually rather good. Go I just thought, hmm, yeah, go anywhere. But the but the sort of the the jazz fan summer suit and the hat and the he was he was sort of I let him out of a junction and he did a big beaming smile and a wave and it was just like yeah I, so yes I, yeah good. I wonder if he still occasionally he'll have a cigar.
0: He Does wants he a cigar? But. He doesn't carry his drum kit around in it anymore, but he does, oh. in the door pockets, most probably have a pack of sticks and a pack of brushes, just in case. Do you think he's a, a amateur jazz drummer? I think he is. Or he could be an old a, 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 a session musician, a retired session musician.
1: Yeah, could be. So
0: he could turn his hand... He, he's backing, his background is jazz, but he can do other disciplines on the drums.
1: See, I think the, the, the linen suit and the legacy, I'm seeing a lot of brushwork on the drums. I'm seeing Somehow an incredible amount of brushwork. <laughs> Mostly brushwork.
0: <laughs> oh, so much brushing. In fact, uses the brush that the guy was cleaning the I-10 with with the arseless shorts on. <laughs> it's all falling into place. It's funny you should mention a Panama-hatted man of a certain age because whilst on holiday, decided to try and be a good boy and go for a run every day. Uh, in the heat so Mm. uh, challenging times challenging terrain Mm. Um, Mm. but I did it and one of them uh, one of the times I I left the place we were staying in and I was just doing a sort of warm-up shimmy getting ready to break into the run and I ran around the I went around the corner and there was a little tiny car park right on the waterfront at this this bay we were at and it was a man of a certain age with a Panama hat on and he was locking with the key in the door with the central locking <laughs> um a Jag XJ Um V eight. And it would have been the same shape as your XJR was, which is is that the 308 yeah. or the or 308, yeah. And and I <clears throat> and it looked really good, looked really clean. And so as I, mm. I got quite close to him because I was sort of about to start a run, and he turned around from locking it and I went, Really like your car. And he went. Oh, uh-huh. he was quite taken aback. He went. Oh, thank you very much. And I said, Yeah, that's that's one of the best XJs. That is, that's one of the best ones. And he sort of patted it as I said that. He'd he'd already locked it, and he sort of patted the top of it like it was a dog, and then walked off, <laughs> which I thought was really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> and then on that same run, the, um, another guy. Um, who was probably in his 50s, was just unlocking and walking to, at the other end of the beach, an up GTI, and I think he recognised me, and he sort of did a double take at me, mm. and uh, and did the thumbs up, and I, I might have shouted, because I was very tired by this point, and sweating <laughs> like hell, I think I might have shouted a little bit too loudly you know you've done the right thing i said something like that it was really it was it was, it was embarrassing i pointed at him quite aggressively and said something yeah. like you've made the right decision or you've you've me- you've bought the right car and then i but i was shuffling i looked like someone i looked like someone who was <laughs> r- running away from the enemy but i probably got a bit of a shrapnel wound so i was I was doing a bit of a sort of sh- clutchy shuffle because I was in quite a bit of pain by this point. One of my le- one of my feet was um, had, had pins and needles. So I was not in a good way. It's very much the fitness the, or lack of was catching up with me. So he, might, I'm sorry.
1: So you shouted, "You know you've done the right thing," at a stranger with the, who was unlocking
0: but, his up GTI and putting a put.
1: But if he didn't know
0: who you were, uh. Fact, I think I'm had, in trouble. I just don't know. Well, it's it just it just a man just ran past shouting, "You know, you've done the right thing." I, I, what I, if he had? I'm going to stop I shouldn't the right have done thing. it. it was in, I instantly regretted what I'd said. I, sh- it, I shouldn't have said it.
1: But maybe, you know, he has in fact just grassed up his next door neighbour for tax fraud or something, and he's feeling maybe that you know he shouldn't have done it. You, you you've you've given him you know fresh hope. On the other hand, he could just know exactly who you were, and it's fine.
0: Well, or he still, think, still thinks I'm a weird bastard. Cause... Well,
1: I mean, uh, sort of. I uh, imagine a sort of breathless.
0: You know, you know, you've done the right thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Clutching just... my rib because I've got a bit of stitch, and then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's uh, it's a bit weird yeah i saw an up gci yesterday and it was black it was a black five door it's exactly the spec i would have i would have gone for and it and it was really clean as well it wasn't brand new but it was incredibly clean it looked like someone had washed it not with a dustpan and brush either but like proper wash. right okay yeah. and um it was in a supermarket car park and i was sort of hoping to see the owner so i could go nice well done mate because I don't know, I just felt like I needed to show appreciation. There for we go, it, but, you
0: see. But you just weren't, yeah. you just weren't billowing with sweat, and um, and and and, no. and shuffling like you'd been shot. You <laughs> probably didn't look as creepy as my <laughs> effort. <laughs>
1: no, no, I don't imagine that would take some doing. Um, so I, uh, what was I going to say about? Oh yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why this reminded me. But moving on from um, linen suit jazz drummer man. We never talked on the podcast. I think we only talked in, in real life about um, allotment cars. Oh, yeah. Because where I used to live in London, there were a weirdly large number of allotments. Like, there was a massive one, but then there were some other smaller ones as well. And I used to see people coming and going to the allotment when I was out walking the dog. And it struck me...
0: I like allotment people.
1: Well, there's something sort of quite hearty and wholesome about it, yeah. Isn't and And... Um, but I realised and I think these, some of these were the, they're like hardcore allotmentists, you know, the ones where they they've got like a little shed and it turns out that it's, you know, got a sauna and a TV room and a home gym and all sorts of oh, yeah. basically they could live in the in the allotment which Well, it's shed. better
0: than the house.
1: Yeah. And um so they're down there a lot. And then I think if you're doing it that much, you probably do buy a car that, that is, is driven by your allotment hobby and i realized yeah. the ultimate allotment car it seemed to me certainly in that part of london was the renault kangoo
0: i was just about to say it's it's the sort of practical um, van car which is that which mm. is that and the bipper tp and the uh bilingo and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, It is it is, isn't it? Is it called a Bipper NBC Nightly News with me, Bipper TP. Yeah, that's right, Bipper TP and the hot dogs. It's like a, a beat. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> if you're listeners listen to this going, what the hell is an allotment? I don't know if you have allotments in the States. You probably do, but I don't know if you call them allotments. How but it nice? it's just an area of ground that you can grow you can either have as a garden that's not near your house or Grow veg, fruit and veg, which is what it was for, so people could be more mm. self-sufficient. And I suppose it, it, they have an occasional renaissance amongst younger people, but it's normally the preserve yeah. of a retired person. Mm. Um, but some people take immense pride yeah. in it, and uh, yeah, there's there's. I and mean, I do
1: quite like a, a nice allotment pot, plot that's been well kept. Oh it's yeah, been ordered, and uh, it's there's something satisfying about
0: looking at it. Oh yeah, I, I live near one. And um, the best plot um, in the allotments, the one that's absolutely immaculate, got the most impressive shed. The The water butt um, rainwater collection uh, system is incredible. It turns out the guy, his main job is a plumber, and he collects all the old water tanks, oh. all the old pipe work. He's got this amazing, elaborate system. I reckon it's... Two, one, two, four, seven, eight, eight. I reckon it's nearly a thousand liters of water's worth. It's got to be. What? I reckon it's oh a th- I reckon it's got a thousand liters of water's worth of storage, and he and he's rigged it up so it can decant water into all, into all the others so they are all stay level, and they're mm. all linked so that he can rig up a host pipe, and basically just jettison all the water across his allotment. Oh, he's clever. Yeah, he's, he knows what he's doing.
1: But yeah, I think uh, the yes, the, the van-based car is maybe sort of sliding side doors. You also, you just you can just put tools and those wooden trays of freshly picked veg. Yeah. in it, and you're not worrying about fucking up your floor or anything <laughs> like that. It's all quite you know, sort of quite That's... wipe out, hose clean, whatever you want to call it. So I could see the appeal. But yeah, definitely, I noticed certainly in the the vast allotments of Finchley in North London. The Kangoo is king.
0: Okay. Do you know what I've seen? I don't know if we've talked about this on a previous podcast, but the slightly sad um, proportions of a Mazda Demio, um, <laughs> they, they are an allotment car to me. They're, in, they're okay. a Mazda, which I don't think many people remember or even care about. Um, but wasn't it the car
1: you got as a prize in, oh, one of the driving games, Gran Turismo?
0: What a Mazda Demio? Demio?
1: Yeah, I think so. What was it? I think you used to race to win a Demio, which you could then use to trade for bits. and What
0: things would you trade it for? Like a hot dinner? I don't know. <laughs> what, you a bed? Don't remember
1: I just remember because there's a mate of mine who always used to call it the Mazda Dolmio. Okay, and um, and that was he was only aware of that car because of I think it was Gran Turismo. It must have been. I'm sure people, listeners, will correct us straight away on that one. But um, yeah. And it was it was definitely a feature of the game, um, but not you know not something you'd want to actually race.
0: Well, the the, the, De- the Demio, which I haven't seen one for a while. That that's no, that's a worthy. And I think back when I when I think back to when I was a kid, allotment cars. Do you remember the um, Nissan Prairie? Yes, the Nissan Prairie might have been a bit of an allotment car. I think. I had
1: a mate at primary school whose parents had a prairie. Really? I was so jealous because it had that sliding side door. It just seemed like an incredibly cool thing to have.
0: It did. It did. Was it Was it one of the first people carriers that wasn't a people carrier? It was still a car. It was just a giant hatchback body yeah wasn't it yeah so is it like yeah is that i what suppose they... so
1: although it only had five seats it wasn't <clears throat> the main thing it had was headroom really it was ideal for a top hat that enthusiast. was a top hat
0: car wasn't it that was a mm. amish car perfect yeah <laughs> um, yes so yeah so and, and the, the the other allotment car which i've seen creeping in but this is new so presumably they've either got a lot of blankets and tarps down or they don't care um hmm. about i don't know soil intrusion uh is a ford eco sport ah uh,
1: huh yes i mean
0: you and you know how i feel about those don't you
1: yes yeah they're right it's the car that,
0: yeah. it's the car that people who have given up on life buy because they're not sure what to do <laughs> they got they get so, they feel like they've got to make a rush decision but like in a restaurant where you can't They've, the waiters or waiters has already been around once and you say oh, i'm not quite ready just give me another couple of minutes and they, and that couple of minutes is gone and they're back mm, you and you still don't yeah. know what you're gonna buy so you just go oh just quick uh okay I'll buy the Ford eco sport and just put it on the 14 inch wheels I don't really care about alloys <laughs> um yeah that's fine that'll do does it have a, does it come with a steering wheel does it come with brakes yes what about indicators yeah. yes okay cool yeah. I'll have that. I can't stand those cars. The proportions no, are no, so just, wrong. just
1: terrible. Yeah. Oh, no, they're miserable, aren't they? Sort of tippy-toed. and Yeah, not good. Um, now, speaking of folds, uh, have you seen the Guys. latest Focus? They've given it a facelift, and one of the things they've done is they've, they've moved the folds badge from up on the um, sort of leading edge of the bonnet, effectively, or on the, on the kind of top surface there into the middle of the grille and it actually looks rather what, good where it
0: used to be on earlier yeah Focal.
1: yeah yeah they've decided now that folds will all have the badge in the grill again after years of deciding that wasn't the way they wanted their cars to look and it does on the focus i think it looks really really good but they've done the same to the fiesta now and i've started seeing them around and it somehow doesn't work oh it's and yet the front of the fiesta and the, and the focus they they're, they're pretty quite similar, similar you know same sort of design themes and everything and shapes and all that but somehow the fiesta i think it, the grill looks too wide slightly for the for the car and it's, it's just off have a look see if you agree the with the mouth me, but it's right
0: okay so you think the mouth's a little bit too big for the car in some way
1: somehow i can't quite i just keep every so often i just see one and then go uh, uh mm. whereas the focus i find is what they've done to it quite pleasing I need so, to look at um, that. I've not seen it. Mm, you're starting to see them around now because it's been out for a while. And I guess, you know,
0: I know neither, we, cars, we, neither of us supply. could work out a few weeks back whether or not the new Astra had come out. And the new Astra has come out.
1: I saw one. And it's good. It looked all right. But then, do you know what I saw a couple of days ago is a new Peugeot 308. Which is, which is on the same chassis, isn't it? So, chassis, um, yeah. And that, oh, I'm not sure about that. No, looks a bit. Well, it just looks a bit heavy-handed somehow. Heavy. I thought the old one was quite a reasonable-looking car, but this sort of something. Not it's the front. They've got a bit giddy with the is front of the design. It's just heavy-looking. Yeah, too much. Too much. is it's Whereas you know we've said before that the 508 is is a very nice-looking car. Oh, it's and um,
0: it's amazing. I saw a 508 estate. With loaded up with family holiday gear on the motorway and I passed it with a huge amount of admiration. I held the stair. Hmm. You know when you hold the stair when <laughs> you pass a car that really <laughs> captures you, you? You didn't drop the window and start trying to shout, you know you've no, done the right... I did, I literally put your wheel, you know you've done the right thing. No. Pull over, I'll say it properly. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I didn't do finger pistols either. But I... Uh, okay. It it was one of those where I was like, yeah, that's that's the right car. That's a good car. Mm. I like it. Mm. Want to see mm. more of those on the road? Yeah. No, I haven't um, seen the uh, three. Uh, well, keep yeah. it, keep them
1: peeled and let me know what you think. Or you could just go. And
0: I, might just go yeah, just, I might just go. Yeah, just go onto a trusted um, automotive journalist site and just have a quick look. That's will sort you
1: out. So, yeah, with some pictures of the old cars. Oh, that's, that's something I was going to mention to you. I, I've started doing this more often, and I'm annoying myself with it, is prefacing stuff with the old. Oh, right. And it's just a twatty it's just, it's just a, I'm trying to stop doing it, but it's going, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go and get the old uh, hose pipe out, or, yeah, I'm just going, to, uh, just going to go up the old stairs and uh, get the old shoes, and then we can get in the old car and head out to the old park. And it's just, I just no, so no, 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 stop it. I know, Everything. but it's not, is it? It's just a—it's a tick. It's a—I've developed a tick, and I don't like it.
0: Is that something that we're going to start using on this podcast a lot? So, well, it might so be, be the old, uh, and all that.
1: You're listening to the old Smith and Sniff on the, the old podcast. Uh, the old uh, bollocks about cars and that, that would be per- that. <laughs> yeah.
0: That would work perfectly. The synergy between that and all that would be really good. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yes, it does. I feel like that could work really well. Uh, I do, yeah, I don't like it though. Going so, down the old quayside yeah, and all that, and uh, yeah, well, that's
1: it. I'm mentioning it so that I'll make myself even more self-conscious about it and not do it. But um, the other thing I was going to say, talking since we are, as everyone seems to have been the past week about the weather in the UK, and um, but there's something that I that displeases me in a, it more than it should.
0: More, more than me using the air conditioning because the rest of my family were moaning at me on the way down to. <laughs> I
1: wasn't going to bring the air conditioning up, but I would assume that given you know record temperatures and everything, that maybe even you had. No,
0: I I had to. I it was it was sort of it was to, it was actually it was fifty fifty in our family. It was two against two. Oh. Um my son, he was he he um, he he wanted it. My daughter didn't did did want it. My wife did want it. I didn't want it. So. We we had this sort of fifty fifty <laughs> AC <laughs> journey going on. This is okay. Yeah, it's not yeah. interesting. I won't go into any more detail. But needless to say, it just it got pulsed every sort of fifteen minutes.
1: Pulsed.
0: That's, mm. I
1: feel like that's less effective, but you know, it, it probably know? is. Uh, but
0: I just didn't want the light on on the dashboard. It was irritating me.
1: Uh, I was trying to find a message from a listener who had uh, got advice on keeping the car interior cool and uh, based around intermittently opening the windows. I can't find it, but I have found a message from uh, Tom, Tom Zenteno, I hope that's the right pronunciation, who's in Newcastle, Australia. okay. Tom said, this happened to a friend of mine. Oh, we were talking, weren't we, a few weeks ago, we were talking about extreme conditions in which you took your driving test. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, And uh, Tom says, this happened to a friend of mine. As Australia is known to do in summer, it was mid-40s. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's that's toasty. And from memory, my friend had a late 80s Corolla with no aircon. (laughs) Nice. She started her driving test, ensuring to not get the seatbelt branding on her arm. Her driving test instructor was a middle-aged woman and she managed to get about one kilometre down the road with the windows down before she called it, saying, it's way too hot and you're driving all right, so I'm just going to pass you. You're joking. That's brilliant. That's how Climate helped Tom's friend do the shortest driving test of the
0: 2000s. One kilometre. Basically, she's like, it's too hot for me, I can't cope with this, so I don't need
1: to. It was a full, yeah, a full... uh,
0: well there we go there we go so so that that's how cool um denying ac is it gets you well an easily passed driving test in a hot country mm,
1: yes maybe amazing um what i was going to say the thing that annoys me more than it should because it's stupid and petty and pedantic is i really don't like seeing parked cars with the sun visors still down Oh. It's my belief that when you park, you should neatly fold the sun visor back. Because it's not doing anything to keep the car cool while you've left it, is it? They're not big enough for that. They're not big enough for that. So it's just because you haven't, you know, you were using it and then you stopped. But I always think it's part of sort of like tidying your car up before you park it.
0: Yeah. Do do you wish you had one of those fold-out, foil-backed reflectors for the windscreen? I know in places like America they use them a lot, and Spain.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: Mm. we don't really do that in the uk a couple of maybe responsible retired people or caravan owners they like them but apart from that not really not not the done thing in britain we can't be bothered with it maybe Um, yeah
1: i have seen a bit in recent weeks i've seen a bit of the classic beach towel across the steering wheel and dashboard
0: beach towel good idea Because you can keep it in the boot. But not even at the beach? You can Mm. keep it in the boot for wintertime. When it's really cold, it'll act as a bit of insulation as well. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. But, uh, yes. That's yeah, something yeah, yeah. that my dad would do, who's sort of a prepper before prepping was a thing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: well, I mean, there's there's prepper and there's just being prepared. I think your dad's just prepared, yeah. My dad he, is
0: just he's... prepped, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. that. Not a prepper, he doesn't have ammunition in the basement or anything, mm. well, as far yeah. as I know. Um, well. Yeah, I'm I'm do you sure know what? The, maybe the, maybe that's something we could consider for a future piece of international merchandise for Smith and Sniff is one of those fold out windscreen deflectors. Oh, yeah. Because it's a free advert, yeah. isn't it? What, just have like massive Otsot window window. Yeah. <laughs>
1: sun deflectors. Yeah, or just sort of so. the
0: silhouette of two people sat in the car with a sill talking about nothing with a microphone. Yeah, Yeah. there's scope for that. We could do a a sun deflector, windscreen sun deflector. Yeah, that's a good idea. One size fits
1: all. I mean, obviously, as usual, with our customary excellent planning and forethought, we were just coming up with this idea right when we should be selling them already. Already. Yeah. They'll come out just in time for winter. (laughs) But then, you know, Australian summer. Yeah. We could ship them to Australia. So, it's always. Australian summer is to come. It's
0: always summer somewhere. Uh, Or is it? No, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, no i had to think you, about that for a but no it's not down, for, is it? so i say, sound less thick Please. <laughs> <laughs> is
1: that all right? i think you're thinking of it's always five o'clock somewhere yeah. which is the excuse people use to have a drink early in the that's morning that's right um oh now well hey let's not should give this a little we should give this a little plug uh, as people probably know we have a patreon you can chuck us a quid or two if you like what we do and um Now, as a little bonus thing on the Patreon, there is the Smith & Sniff Encyclopedia. And it's basically a guide to a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, the kind of in-jokes and the background to them, which episode they were first mentioned in. So things like on that side of things and all that, but also um, why we occasionally mention Sir Alan Sugar and (laughs) why we say things like sweet, sweet car in a stupid voice. It's all kind of explained there. So if there's stuff on this podcast you've always gone why do they do that some of it is just nonsense but some of it does have a sort of a, a, a background in something or other and this encyclopedia attempts to explain that and also just to record things that we've you know talked about and and um, referenced various points so uh, there's an added incentive to become a patron the uh, quite now quite wordy I, I wrote most of it in one afternoon, but then I keep adding to it because people have been going, Oh, you missed out this and you missed out that. So it's getting bigger and bigger and you, it will continue you, to expand. I'm
0: really impressed at the speed at which you turned this out. I think I'd, gone, I I think I'd gone on holiday for a day. You'd gone
1: on holiday and I was a bit like, Oh, well, I should, I've been meaning to do it for ages. And. Um, I thought rather than sort of going, right, we need to sit down and do this, the both of us, I'll just do it and then hope that you won't be cross about it when you get back from holiday. But um, it seems to have gone down okay on the patrons. So, um, yeah, if, if you if you haven't already seen it and you are a patron, then um, go over there. It's pinned. It's the top post and it's pinned to the top of the, the list of posts so you can find it easily. And as I said, it will keep expanding. And at the bottom, as a little bonus, it has a list of all of the fake YouTube channels that we keep claiming Johnny has as well. Oh, really? What they are, then, there's a list of those which will be added to every week. while we keep doing that little bit, since it seems to have inexplicably become a format point. Um, And people keep sending suggestions here, which I might just one week just read out a load of the suggestions because we're never going to get through them. Go on. Um, But anyway, yes. So so, uh, to sum up, patreon.com forward slash smithandsniff is where you can uh, give us... A little bit of money if you so choose. It's much appreciated if you do. And thank you to everybody who already does. Absolutely,
0: thank you. That's really kind.
1: In coming times, uh, I've got a couple of other thoughts about little bonus things and bits of material that will pop up on there. As well as the usual show, which comes up early. You get it on a Sunday evening, the new podcast. And you get thing we call show notes, which is just links and pictures and little thoughts that illustrate or add to stuff that we've discussed in that podcast. That's it. I'm done plugging, are you, now. I'm are done plugging, done, plugging Well,
0: I was going to say, yeah. and maybe we should do a raffle to our patrons and um, the winner who gets pulled out of the digital hat gets given a um, an unfinished Banham kit car project, which... Oh, God, not... <laughs>
1: <you never laughs> that thing that you sent me, that absolutely bog-awful heap of toss that uh, was based on a Jag XJS,
0: wasn't yeah. it? It's a ruined Jag XJS. I think Ruined. We need to be clear on that. It's-
1: well, it's like I said to you, when, when you sent that to me, I was like, the advert, oh, it's on eBay, isn't it? Or, or it was. It is. But really, the listing should say, backlights for an early Mondeo, unfortunately, attached to some scrap. <laughs> because as far as I could work out, the only thing of any value on that was the fact that if you need some backlights for an early Mondeo hatchback, that's what it has. Oh, had. absolutely. And they, they looked shit.
0: I I will put I'll put the link on for um Patreons but yeah, but if it's, Bannum,
1: still, if it's still for sale Paul, we'll find it.
0: But I don't know if any listeners are familiar with the strange kit car world. Don't get me wrong there's some brilliant kit cars, there's some real ingenuity. Uh but a chap called Paul Bannum I think he's been responsible for some fairly bad th- things from what I can see the the X99 being one of them. A car which I th- it was based on a rover metro i believe with a glass yeah. fiber body to make it look like an audi tt but proportionally not quite right at all mm. um and i'm guessing by the time you've gone to this effort and you've painted it and you've trimmed it probably could have got a salvage damaged but not actually that bad real tt but i, I might be wrong yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: well, uh, I think that car came out when the TT was still quite new, wasn't it? So probably it was... <coughs> it, it's the sort of fake Rolex of cars, you know, it? It's like people who really wanted kind of hot, new, stylish thing. car but couldn't run to it, whatever it was at the time, sort of 20, 30 grand, and so they, they could instead have a Metro that looked a bit like a TT if you'd only had a TT described to you by postcard.
0: It's exactly that. I was just... I mean, I know... but, but Yeah... Bannum did some other cards. Maybe I will list them, um, but they all make my my face. I, they all bring a squint to my face. <laughs> all, all <laughs> my face.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you just you just took a sip of what you thought was tea, but it was coffee, and your brain does that that's gag right. thing. That it's exactly that process. when um, mm.
0: it's a bit like my dad. Who casually mentioned a couple of nights ago that he he hand feeds hedgehogs in the back garden at the moment? What? And I said, I just don't, I don't believe that you do. I think that you're just making he, that up. <laughs> he hand feeds them, so he holds stuff out and they come. They, and- he's and he proved it to me last night. Um, they've been wow. mum and dad have been getting loads of hedgehogs in the back garden, like up to four, and. Mm. Um, uh, that he's been buying special hedgehog food, probably recommended by Brian May. I don't know. And um, needless to say, yeah, they they come out every night, and he puts he's got a, a oh. red light bulb, which is rigged up oh. by the back door, which yeah. sounds a bit sort of prostitute. I was going to say, but yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's definitely to do with hedgehogs, and um, okay, they can't see red light, so. Oh, okay. um, we huh. So we can see them, but they can't see us. But, yeah, we, we were really close to them, really close to them. The wonders of nature. Yeah, yeah. It's I, well, nice. it's been a while since just... I've seen a hedgehog, so it was quite nice. Mm, to... Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm quite down with them. I don't know what yeah. they would be if they were a car. Um i don't know are
1: they are hedgehogs tough i know they're prickly obviously but are they are they hardy beasts or are they very easily
0: i I I think they're quite hard but they've got a very low ground clearance yes they have haven't they very low so they're to me they're a bit like a mini moke they have the potential to be good off-road but really they're probably not because they're just too low and, and belly scrapey
1: yeah. And, no, a hedgehog would, it would take its own sump off.
0: It would, wouldn't it? So the moke, it has all the attributes ground. of being rugged, but you'd still kind of go, oh, is it though? Mm. Is mm. it with that A series sump dangling down there like a pair of <laughs> do- to- dog's testicles? I <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, there we go. Uh, Hedgehogs are the mini moke of the natural world. It's true. That seems the appropriate point on which to end this. Um, uh, So, uh, before we go, as ever, I've got three things to tell you. Uh, They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Flaked Skate Show, (laughs) in which he gently oven cooks flat fish (laughs) and then carefully breaks it apart (laughs) with a fork. (laughs) <laughs> if that's not to your taste, then there's also the Late Break Show, which has got many excellent uh, car and motorbike videos on it. Yeah. Um, with uh, what was that last week? Was it Shaky Burn's doing something? Was it Shaky with
0: Burn? Yeah. And the one that's ju- the one that appeared um, fairly recently was um, a guy with a, car- a very interesting, quirky car cave who's got a, a right-hand drive Maserati Indy, a car which nobody seems uh, to remember really.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice car. So lovely.
1: Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is I have various books out. One of them is called Boring Car Trivia 3. Uh, and uh, it's full of lots of arcane facts about
0: cars, as you probably could have guessed.
1: And the third thing I've got to tell you is that Timmy Mallet's real name is Timmy Mallet.
0: Yes, it's true. And he recently cycled around Britain because he fancied it. Yes, yes. Um, and, I, and I was following him on Instagram. And I actually, I've, I've, I've come to realise he's a very good guy yes I was about to
1: say I get this feeling that Timmy Mallet is a decent human being Very. and like he maybe he might be a bit exhausting as a friend because he's so high energy but I'm sure he, he turns it down a bit in real life and he just seems like he's actually got a good heart
0: I, th- I think he's absolutely as you've just said I'd quite like to meet him but I think he's sort of stage mm. two all the time um, yeah
1: yeah yeah he's got a high idol I think he's got
0: a very (laughs) high idol high energy high idol but I kind of like him (laughs) for that
1: I like him for that Timmy could you just push the choke in a little bit because you know we're just sitting in a quiet pub there's no need for this but it's just yeah no I think he's well if you're if if any listeners ever encountered Timmy Mallet do write in and let us know what he was like but if you're not going to say he's nice then we're simply not (laughs) Um, hello at smithandsniff.com is the email address that or any anything else that you'd like to tell us comment on correct us set us straight on the errant nonsense that we talk or of course you can get in touch through the patreon if you're one of our patrons and that's that for this we'll do this all again
0: next week until then goodbye bye i'm johnny smith and i'm cleaning my eye 10 with the arse cut out of my shorts